Could this be the day for Tony D'Alberto? Looking for a win in Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia. Let's go! Tony D'Alberto is a race winner in Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia. You ripper. That's two wins for D'Alberto here in what's been a magical weekend <laughs> in Queensland. The new champion for 2022, Tony D'Alberto. Wall Racing, congratulations. 100% reason to remember the day. That's right. Welcome back to the driver's seat of the one and only. Here's the reigning defending champion of TCR Australia, Tony Delberto. Guys, 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 that was the best (laughs) intro I've ever heard. Unbelievable thing. I love it. We we only roll it out for the special guests, Tony D, and you just happen to be one. I've got just, a smile from ear to ear. That's that, that's what we like, mate. Hey, can I, first question, mate. Can I ask it? Do you know how to drive? Have you remembered how you how to drive a race car? Because it's been so long since you last drove a TCR car that I, I can't imagine going into this weekend that you're prepped and ready. It's crazy to think that we've we've done one round and it was three months ago. It feels like. Mm. Uh, we haven't even started the season yet, and it has been a long time uh, since I've actually been in the driver's seat. But um, fingers crossed, guys, I can rem- remember how to do it because um, we haven't done any testing in between. So, um, yeah, I haven't been in the car for a little bit there. But fingers crossed, I remember what to do, and we roll out strong from the word go. Hey, mate, uh, I'm just actually thinking last year, Phillip Island, was it uh, – wasn't necessarily great for you by memory. I can't remember now, mate. Like, uh, oh, oh, well, Fabian, well, Fabian, you got well, a podium. Got in the stand car. Yeah, I guess because it was no, funny it was how. Yeah, it was funny how, and I know it's it's a BOP and all that sort of stuff. You go like from track to track. You guys really struggled at at uh, Tassie, mm. but then you went and smashed them at uh, at Phillip Island. So is that is that correct? Yeah. It, um, Tassie last year wasn't amazing. It was okay. Mm. Uh, and then we got to Phillip Island. The cars were reasonably strong. So it, the Honda is very dependent on what track you're at, um, basically how the engine's working, the revs you're in. It, it's a little bit sensitive to that. Like when we go to Bathurst, for instance, um, when you've got, got to use the torque of the motor, pull up the hill, how things are, unfortunately, useless there, you know, miles miles off where they should be. But then you get to a place like Phillip Island where it's flowing, um, the car's very good um, in the high-speed stuff. So it, se- it seems to come into its own. And last year, Faz did get two wins, and uh, I got a third there for the weekend as well. So we're right at the front. Um, I've learned a few things. I've been watching his, his um, onboard all week, and there's a couple of little things there that I've learned. So um, hopefully I can take that into this weekend. But, you know, you, you can't really go past, some of these new cars, uh, especially Will Brown, the Audi, Zach Suchi, and the new Audi as well. There's a Lincoln Co., there's a Cupra. These new cars are just coming from, from everywhere. So we've got to get our act together in Honda land and get ourselves a new a new Civic soon, I think, to try and keep up with these guys. But, um, we're, we're, we're a second in the points at the moment, so we're not looking too bad just yet. Is it a place you love? Phillip Island, Tony D. It's like, I think as race drivers, and I use that term very loosely to describe me, it's more like you two are race drivers. It's a circuit that I love. I think, Stevie J, you love it. Is it a place that, that you love, Tone? Absolutely. No doubt. And especially when the weather's going to be good as well. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, lucky you. Oh, you, this week yeah. you say horrendous. that now, wait five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the forecast is meant to be good. 
Uh, It's been absolutely horrendous this week, so it's been quite miserable. But down there at Phillip Island, when the weather's nice, uh, it generally will bring a bit of a crowd. Bit of a tough one this weekend with Mother's Day, though. So if any of the guys get to go down there on the Sunday, they've done very, very well. I think they should encourage their wives to come down and watch the racing because there's plenty to see, especially not only TCR, but, you know, S5000, you've got the Trans Am, uh, all the other categories there. So it's a massive weekend of racing. Um, but as a you know purist from a driver's point of view, Philip Island is one of the best. Um, probably, probably I still probably rank Bathurst a little bit better, but Philip Island is just really brave and it's you know picturesque and it's just a great place to go racing. Hey, do you reckon? I'm just talking about that with Mother's Day on Sunday. Do you reckon? Uh, obviously, the wives, uh, the mums, obviously. Um, <laughs> do you reckon they follow and understand and and know? the calendar like really well because could you maybe get away with hey babe let's i'll take you down uh down to philip island for mother's day <laughs> oh look there's a race on. And, and oh oh what's this other bag and this oh you never know and then and then all of a sudden oh we're at philip island beautiful philip island uh, yeah. just come and watch me race for um, the weekend <laughs> uh, i reckon there's a lot of that, that goes on i know in, in my case uh, my wife's actually away for work, so that's the only reason oh, that I've got lucky. the you're clear to go racing this weekend. Uh, oh, you, you can know, turn it around on her, country. mate. You can't believe exactly. you're out working on Mother's Day. <laughs> best weekend planned, all these Mother's Day uh, gifts and uh, events on, and we had to cancel. Sorry about that. Yeah. I was actually so, going to right. cancel the weekend. I was yeah. actually not going to race, babe. <laughs> well, but, might as well go well, racing might as well now. Race now. <laughs> I can't imagine that's... An easy thing to do in an Italian family be working on Mama's Day? I wouldn't have thought. Well, you know, work comes first sometimes, doesn't it, unfortunately? Gotta do what you got to do. So, uh, that's exactly right. So she's off to America, so she's, um, you know, oh. loving life. She's certainly not um, worried about missing a, a race down in Phillip Island or uh, we can celebrate Mother's Day when she gets back, so it's no drama. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Tony, on Mother's Day, I know most of us blokes, we, you know, you at least make breakfast or go and do something like that. It must be Father's Day here in the studio this evening, or there must be a superstar <laughs> in the name Steve Johnson, because uh, one of our producers has just brought Steve J's coffee into him, like a personal assistant. Oh, royalty. Mate, how is the royalty? Right. He's had one salad, now everyone price. thinks he's an athlete and starts bringing him coffees. That's got what you call 49 years of hard work, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly what that is. Exactly <laughs> what that is. Tony, I want to talk to you about a sensitive subject. Now. Yeah. Oh, no, I, Tony. I, the last few weeks, we Matt has been. <laughs> no. He no. has been ruthless with, with our, our oh, guests. God. So good, good luck, br- mate. If we hear a. I've pushed it too far. Exactly. Okay. So I want to, I want to be, I want to, I, I class you as a really informed, smart individual and Mm -hmm. you've been at the ground floor with TCR since day one, you're a defending champion. So Mm -hmm. in many respects, I I can almost, I think I could probably guess the answers that I'm going to get, but I've said it publicly and I've written it in articles. Tony, I'm worried for TCR and I'm worried for ARG. We are, what, five years yeah. down, and I, and I know that we had two years' worth of COVID there and, and life was very difficult. It was a really inopportune time for the TCR brand to, to cop that. But we are five years down the track, mate. We get to Phillip Island, which is, as you rightly said, a track that stands synonymous, maybe second behind Bathurst as one of the best racetracks in the Southern Hemisphere. Probably gotta be, it's probably got to be in the top six rate of the world. In the world. 
and we can only get 13 cars. Now, yes, a Cupra and yes, a Lincoln Co. So two new brands, get it, but not manufacturer support. They're just two cars that have come in. We've got 13 cars, mate. And even if I look across the grid, even at Trans Am, the numbers are a little bit down as well. We've seen uh, staff changes at ARG. A lot recently. Ken Collier, uh, Rowley's gone, the PR guy. Matt oh, Braid's gone. No. I know, no. like your mate Rolls. I mean, no, I don't know. I'm Rolls. looking from the outside, Tony D. Look, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame it on Mother's Day. I'm going to blame <laughs> it on Mother's Day. All the blokes can't get away. <laughs> but I'm worried. And you've got skin in the game, mate, because you do I have do. factory support and you are a defending champion. Let's Let's look. Even if you win the championship this year, do we look at, how is that conversation going to be going into Honda's HQ if the numbers stay the way they are right now? Because I just think ARG and TCR, even globally, are in a bit of strife. Look, I know there's a lot of work going on in the background trying to understand why the numbers aren't probably where they'd like to be. Um, you know, I don't think it's uh, any shock that it's probably not as cost-effective as what anyone would like it to be either. So it makes it hard to, to um, raise the, the revenue to go racing. I'm fortunate enough to have backing from a manufacturer, but even then it's still very hard to justify. Um, and it has to be justified to try and get the budget for the following year, and it's not just a given. So all those you know numbers do stack up, whether it be television ratings or attendance or things we do outside of the actual events. Um, it all has to be, you know, looked at and analysed and to see whether they're getting their return on investment and all those fancy terms. Um, but it is, I wouldn't say it's a hard sell, but it, um, you know, it's not like we're, we're raking in the dollars to go car racing and it's all happy days. It is a little bit of a struggle to get the budget required to go racing at that level. And I think it probably just needs to be, um, you know, we, we probably just need to have a, a lower budget, so more people can afford it, and it is seen as like a stepping stone uh, for young drivers trying to make it somewhere in motorsport. I mean, for myself and other guys that um, are probably at that level where we do it because we're trying to keep sharp, it's it's awesome. But you know, from a young driver's point of view, where is the next step for them? Uh, you know, if they went to TCR, what's that next step for them? You know, do you go overseas or what's the stepping stone? I think. That's probably where it just needs to be tweaked a little bit. There needs to be, if you take like Porsche, for instance, um, you know, you win Australia, you might get an opportunity to go overseas and do the junior um, shootout, which can lead to big things like Matt Campbell's done. There's that pathway. But in TCR, as an example, there's not really. You know, I, I would have loved, after winning the championship last year, to get an opportunity to go and Mm. Uh, have a drive in a Honda overseas in a, at a race or just some sort of prize or some sort of incentive, but there wasn't anything there. So um, for me, I, you know, I can suck it up, but for a young driver, they want those opportunities. They want to showcase what they can do to try and further their career. I think that's mate, probably something that needs to be looked at. Mate, do you think um, talking about Australia, um, you know, and the progression through categories here, um, from I've never driven one, so correct me if I'm wrong. But obviously, uh, the style that you need to ad- to to adapt to to drive being a front wheel drive being a front wheel drive car, uh, driving a, a TCR car fast is obviously mm-hmm. way way different to what you're used to to driving a V8 supercar. 
Um, yeah. Do you, do you they're, think that? They're world apart. Yeah. Do you think that is a factor too with why drivers are not actually actively pushing, trying, you know, young drivers that want to actually make a career rather than, you know, the guys like mm-hmm. yourself and Will Brown and, and all that sort of thing that um, – uh, you, you've got you've got your career, you know, and you, you're doing that to keep sharp. Do you think that could be a factor too? That you know they really want to get to, to supercars, so. but um, you know it's not really the style that that you need to be fast in a in a supercar. So you're talking like a relevance thing, Stevie yeah, J. Where yeah, is it? Where thing. is its relevance, Tony D? In the landscape of drivers trying to come up through the ranks? Yeah, I think from the outside, um, it'd be very tricky for supercar teams to look at somebody that's very successful in a front-wheel drive car and, and say, okay, we want him to put him in a supercar and we know he's going to be competitive. Um, yeah. Someone like a Jordan Cox, for instance, he's built his whole career on front-wheel drive racing. Has that led to opportunities in supercars? Not as yet. And the guy's obviously very talented in those cars, but it might be just hard to sort of picture him in a supercar because he's so his technique has been... Um, yeah, he's been brought up driving a front-wheel drive car, and that's where he knows back to front. That's where I think something like Trans Am is very good, and I think uh, you know, especially with Gen Three, the car's moving around a lot more. There's not as much grip, no aero. I think the Trans Am pathway probably does um, give those drivers the the skills, and also mm. you know, let supercar team owners have a look at what they can do in something that's got a lot of grunt, is very slippery. You know, how do they manage the tyres? How do they manage such a big car? Um, are they better than someone like a James Moffat who's got years of experience in a supercar? I think that's probably more relevant if you want a pathway through supercars. S5000, I don't know. I don't really know where that, that um, pathway goes. <laughs> I think like, all of us are like with, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're cool, yeah. but I, I just can't quite get my head around and I'm not I'm not a smart guy <laughs> but I can't get my head around where that uh, that progression goes so yeah. Um, but yeah I think you're exactly right CJ you know like the the driving style is completely different and I've battled with it a lot um, especially early on and still now I have to think a lot about how to drive a front wheel drive and what do you do when you get in the slide and how do you manipulate these things to do what they don't really want to do it's just backwards when you jump in a supercar yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's move on. Obviously, you are still obviously with DJR this year in the Enduros, and uh, obviously teaming up with with Anton again. Um, going into this season of Enduros, we've got Sandown back, which I think is awesome, awesome, mm. awesome. How yep. much do you think that's going to benefit you guys as the co-drivers to you know who who are not in the cars? week to week, like the, the main drivers are, to be able to at least get yourselves, you know, a little bit more, I guess, match fit in that style of car, especially mm-hmm. the new car, because it's quite different, mm-hmm. uh, leading into Bathurst, because, you know, I think it's, it's you know, probably worth, going to Sandown and racing is probably worth three or four test days in, in what it does with your oh, yeah. development and, and, and obviously getting used to the car. So, I mean, is that, is that a, a big positive for you guys coming back to Sandown? Oh, definitely. I mean, before Gen 3, you know, the, the um, car of the future, um, you know, once you've driven for quite a few years, you could sort of get back into, I suppose, co-driver pace and that sort of role within a test day or two, you know, and a few ride days, you sort of felt pretty comfortable. Um, but you sort of did all that same prep, but it was only for one race all year, and you're going straight into the grand final. So that's why I'd 
you know, trying to do the PCR stuff, keep sharp. But this year, I think it's a completely different ball game. New car, um, obviously, there's a very different style. You know, everyone's still sort of a little bit unsure on uh, how to set these things up correctly. Um, so there's a lot of unknowns. So the more time we can spend in the car, the better. I actually haven't driven the car yet, um, which is a little bit unusual. Most coeys have, but I'm actually not too unhappy about it because I know there's been a lot of teething issues with the cars. And I think, you know, we've had a test day in June. By then, hopefully, a lot of these things are sort of ironed out and I'm actually getting a true picture of what the car's all about. Um, but we've got a couple of test days, a few ride days, and then obviously Sandown is just like that lead-up event to... I suppose the pinnacle of our year being Bathurst, the 1,000. Um, you know, it's half the distance. It's um, just a really good leading event, still high speed. Um, and you just, I suppose, build that relationship further with the team, with you know, Anton. You do all your driver change practice, do all those sort of things. And it's just that warm-up before you get to the Bathurst 1,000. And then you go there and you just feel a lot, a lot more in tune with the whole thing. I remember during covid when we did no racing all year and then went straight to the 1,000, that was that was a big eye-opener. Um, but, you know, you sort of, after a couple of sessions, sort of get your eye back in, but you're driving, you know, a car that you've driven for many years and you sort of jump in, not a lot of things have changed. This year, just, just a different ball game, new car. It's just completely different sort of, um, you know, seating position, just everything's new, ergonomics in the car. So it, it will take a bit more time just to sort of acclimatise to it all. Well, I think... One of the things we're looking forward to, Tony D, with the season of endurance, is watching the co-drivers get their heads around uh, heads around car of the future to see how quick they can get, it, as you say, test days and that kind of stuff. But I think it's going to add just that little bit more uh, spice to the season of endurance. Speaking of endurance, Bathurst, um, one of the things we've got this year working for TCR, working in favour of TCR, is we've got World TCR. There's two rounds of the Australian Championship. They're going to double as a World TCR round, I think, SMP and Bathurst. And Bathurst. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. reckon you're going to go? Because we just saw Bargwana go overseas to Portimao um, and went okay, went all right, went all right in, in the Peugeot yeah. against the, the w, uh, WTCR guys. How do you think? the shoe's going to be on the other foot when they come out here. I reckon they'll know SMP pretty quickly because it's not that super hard of a circuit. But I reckon when it comes to Bathurst, you boys <laughs> should be smacking them, I hope. <laughs> I'd like to think that we can be at least competitive with them. You know, we've seen a few of these guys come out over the last couple of years and, like, they don't mess around. You know, I, I know yeah. on the Honda side of things, we've got Nestor Gialami. He's factory Honda. He's all he's ever raced is front-wheel drive cars, and when he came out, he was just super impressive. Um, and, you know, I, I think because they're so familiar with the cars, when they go to a circuit, all they're thinking about is actually learning the circuit. I, I don't think it will take them too long. Um, it will just be... Uh, it, well, it'll be interesting to see how the teams are compared to the experience we have here in Australia, whether yeah. you know, they said the cars will be better or they just know a few little tweaks. When you've got the factory teams coming out, the guys that build the cars from scratch, they're going to know them a little bit better than what we do. So, um, But I, yeah, I think it's it's awesome for the category. It's exciting. Um, we're going to be uh, testing ourselves against the best guys in the world. And, mm. uh, you know, if you can mix it with them, you know, it really will show how much, uh, how strong the Australian series is. And, and that might gain a bit more momentum, as we were sort of speaking about before, of, you know, attracting young talent to the sport and, 
to showcase what they can do. But it's certainly going to be an eye-opener. I think it's going to be a great period because you know, they're, they're jamming the weekends very close to each other. So we're certainly going to do a lot of TCR racing in a short period. And then to finish off at, you know, I suppose one of the best track we have in Australia here, no doubt, um, is just a nice way to do it. So hopefully by then I've got a new Honda um, because <laughs> my current <laughs> one's probably not favourable at, at uh, Bathurst the way it is. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Speaking of internationals, I seem to recall a couple of years ago an Audi International coming out. I reckon Queensland Raceway. I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was Queensland Raceway. <laughs> was it Queensland Raceway? <laughs> <laughs> As he already giggles. So one of the things we've got to make sure that with our international drivers is that we don't send them off to uh, well, uh, well, high-regarded supercar, former supercar uh, individuals to – test out some of our local wines because yeah. I think from memory yeah. uh, on that Queensland Raceway, one of the the Audi internationals might have just done that and perhaps might have blown a little bit over the legal limit on the Sunday. <laughs> you know, uh, I, don't, I don't want to, you know, say too much. Right, there, funny story, though, that day, that day I saw that driver in the morning and he oh. had his sunnies on, he looked all cool because that's what the Europeans are like, they're cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saw him, and then it wasn't long after I had to do a um, alcohol test as well. Yep. And you know, I was okay. I, don't, I hadn't had anything that night, thankfully. And anyway, then about you know half an hour later, they said, "Oh, so and so is not racing today. He's crook as a dog, and blah blah blah." And I thought, "What? Yeah. I just seen him. I just he looks fine. What's going on?" And it didn't click to me until after that mm. what had actually happened because they kept it very quiet. Obviously, they didn't want to get out over the race weekend. And and he was, you know, a factory Audi driver, so yeah. obviously they didn't want uh, to get back to Europe and, you know, cause a mess. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I remember funny. Glenn Seaton. Aaron Seaton jumped in That's the it, car. yeah. <laughs> Glenn Seaton <laughs> yeah, was running around. He even ran past me and said, Matt, did you bring a helmet? Have you got your suit here? I'm like, why would I have my helmet and suit? And what? That's the- exactly. <laughs> and just by the by, my suit is not going to fit Aaron Seaton, <laughs> or it'd fit him about four times over. <laughs> so we just have to make sure we yeah, keep apparently, the... Apparently the red wine in Ipswich is, is disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> was, it on the, was it on the Gold Coast or was it Ipswich? He, he, I think it was Ipswich. Oh, was he? Right. Okay. I won't name who he was with. Because he's super high, <laughs> he's super high profile and well known. But uh, anyway, that was a very funny thing. Um, well, he wasn't in Adelaide. Could you imagine if he just nipped oh. off to the Barossa? I was more. Th- I'm thinking maybe in Ipswich, just maybe we called the crazy donkey. I don't know. Like, what oh. are you <laughs> no, I think it was a. I think it was a. Uh, it was a like a, as Tony said, a more of a red wine tasting and indulgent type thing rather than. Throwing dollar bills at the crazy horse in Adelaide, which of course you're well no. renowned for, mate. Me, I, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a platinum member. I was going to say, <laughs> they love it when you come to town. Um, Tone, what uh, what does look for the future for you? I know we're only round two with TCR, but early discussions with um, with Honda for continuing on, or is that too early? And, and where are we likely to see you if we don't see you in TCR? Might we see you in a TA2 car or a Trans Am car? I'd actually, I'd love to have a go of one. I think they they look cool to drive. The racing's mm. always cool. It's a bit uh, old school, you know, muscle sort of car racing. Uh, mm. They always put on a good show. But uh, yeah, at the moment, Honda are, are very um, keen. You know, they're they're putting a lot behind it. Not only just on the race weekends, but also in between rounds. Um, so they're putting 
as much as their sort of marketing and, and PR that they can they can push towards it, which is great. Uh, and the full intention is to try and do it again next year, but yeah, it's always got to be evaluated and all that sort of stuff. So we'll, we'll just see how the, the year plays out. But at the moment, we've had a good start to the season. Just got to keep those points rolling rolling on and um, see if we can try and stay in the hunt for the championship coming the back end of the year. Well, TD, I'll tell you what, mate. You, either way, whatever happens, we'll focus on the present right now. And right now, this weekend, you've got the number one on your door and you're chomping at the bit uh, on the heels of uh, Bailey Sweeney by uh, literally less than 10 points. So, mate, we've kept you for way too long this evening. Thank you so much for jumping on board the driver's seat. Good luck this weekend and uh, good luck in the Enduros as well if we don't talk to you before then. But uh, cheers for jumping on the driver's seat. Thanks, Legends. Thanks for having me. Here we go. Tony Alberto from 